This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay with us. Coming up here in just a few moments, we're going to have a special ag roundtable. We're going to talk about the impact of that soybean crushing plant in Spiritwood, North Dakota. That was announced earlier this week by Governor Doug Burgum. Also speaking of Governor Doug Burgum, he spoke at the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference earlier today and he laid down a pretty big challenge. He said, well, look, we know all the ag production we have in the state. We know all the oil production we have in the state. I'm challenging the state of North Dakota to be carbon neutral by 2030. Carbon neutral by 2030. So we touch on that on our ag round table as well. But earlier I had a chance to sit down with a very special guest from Continental Resources at the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference. Blue, great to have you on Point of View. Uh, first off, just because this conference is so big and I think the timing could not be better. What does it mean to be back around live bodies and talking about the energy industry? Chris, I can't tell you how great it is to, to be in a room with uh, other oil and gas folks talking about um, our industry, being able to uh, shake somebody's hands and um, and uh, and then using hand sanitizer right after that still because <laughs> we're still used to that. Uh, but it's fantastic. You know, we've had a, it's been a, a challenging year for the oil and gas industry. It's been a challenging year for all industries. Um, but uh, to be able to come out and really uh, uh, talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, have service companies talk to you, have communities, uh, you know, uh, Continental Resources, we're so involved in, um, in all our communities we operate in. We're also involved in the state. Um, I, we just spent a lot of time talking to Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford um, just about uh, the, the great things that are going on and really an opportunity just to um, you know, take a deep breath and really uh, really see where things are after, after a really challenging year. So if you don't mind, take us inside that conversation with the Lieutenant Governor because one of the things I want, did want to ask you is you know, what, what did North Dakota get done for your industry this past session, but what, what do you think we could be doing better to continue to support you? So, Take us inside that conversation. What did you guys discuss? You know, actually, he's talking really about possibilities. In the heart, I think uh, the Lieutenant Governor's a, uh, an economic development uh, in his heart, and he wants to see great things go on for North Dakota. Um, and how how do we bring energy? How do we take energy that we're uh, what we know is uh, with the Bakken and move forward? And in many, many years, I, you know, uh, when we talk, I think it's important to talk about where we are in the Bakken because we talk. Uh, you know, are we are we about to end? Are we we're not going to have oil and gas anymore? And that couldn't be further from the truth, Chris. We're uh, we're still excited about this play. We're still excited about oil and gas development. This country is going to need North Dakota oil for a long time. Uh, when you when you see what's uh, what's happening uh, with this administration and it's uh, what it's doing to our industry, and, and there's no question that, that it's uh, coming after our industry, and they want to see the Biden administration wants to see less oil and gas produced uh, in this country. Um, you know, what, what does that mean for North Dakota? I'll tell you, North Dakota is going to be a strong, um, uh, a strong economy, a strong oil and gas producing state for a long, long time. Uh, we, we feel that there's uh, still, you know, literally billions more barrels to be produced here. Um, and we're committed. And then really that's that's the, the heart of where the lieutenant governor is, is to really look at um, how, how they can incentivize the programs. How can we look at um, what, it, it, you know, and he's not just doing this for oil and gas, he's doing this for, for coal and every other uh, industry in the state. Um, so it's, it was just great to have that conversation and really look at the possibilities of what uh, what's out there. So you bring up some very fascinating points. And hey, Chris, this is going to be a long-term play. And I'm sure you've seen 
uh, the CEO of Shell Oil says he believes peak oil was 2019. What's your response to that? Yeah, we just don't see it th that way, Chris. I mean, we see the amount of oil and gas, and as this economy keeps moving, um, you know, you're, you're just now, we're, we're just now getting things loosened up from an economic perspective, um, getting the planes uh, moving, getting getting people moving throughout this country. Uh, we think you're going to see demand continue to continue to rise across uh, across the country and the world. Um, you know, one of the things that I think uh, when we talk about peak, uh, peak oil and not being able uh, we, we forget about uh, you know literally the billions of people in this in this world that, that don't have access to, to clean water, clean energy, um, and and we've got to be able to provide and continue to provide um, energy to the to the world, and that's what this country's done. That's what North Dakota has been able to do is through the exploration of, of the Bakken. Uh, it's really revolutionized what we're able to do across across the world and, and provide uh, clean, abundant energy to to the world. And I, I don't think we've hit people at all. Uh, thank you for your time, but I feel like I could talk to you now for, for a long, long time. So I want to want to respectfully your time. We're going to dive back into the talking, but I also love to keep the thing on the auction, not to as late as this colonial pipeline hack. And I'm just curious, do you have any inside information? Some people are saying it's dark side. It's just kind of this criminal group. Some are suggesting it's Russia, maybe a state actor. What, what can you tell us? Yeah, I, I don't have anything uh, inside other than anyone else knows, but I've seen the same reports. And, and to me, it's very concerning that you've got um, hackers or Russian hackers that go after infrastructure. Uh, it really uh, shows the importance of what infrastructure will do for the, for this country. You and, and, and the North Dakotans understand that uh, with, with Dapple and what what's going on, uh, the need for the, the need for um, uh, solid infrastructure, new infrastructure, um, what it does to to the ability to get energy places and you've seen that with colonial you're going to see higher energy prices you're going to see people struggle to, to get uh, gas for their vehicles um, and and we really believe that the biden administration needs to go forward with a, a very aggressive a, a response uh, to these hackers uh, this is just one we know they're saying no we just wanted money uh, i don't believe that i, I don't believe that there's uh, there's not an additional threat out there i think those threats are going to continue to happen and we're going to have these these continue. We've, we've got to be uh, vigilant as a country, uh, as a defense department. Uh, these are issues that we're going to have to have to deal with. Blue, what would you like to see the administration do? And let me preface it this way. Last night, Newt Gingrich was on Hannity. He says, hey, we need to see this as an act of war. We need an adequate response. Do you concur with Newt on that? Or what would you like to see the administration do? You know, I'm not sure about act of war, but I will tell you, uh, it would sure uh, be nice for this uh um, this administration to go after aggressively after this to make statements that this will not be um, this will not be tolerated to look at sanctions on Russia uh, if that's where they're located wherever um, we've got to make sure that, that wherever these uh, these terrorists is really what they are cyber terrorism um, are, are dealt with uh, like they are terrorists not just like they oh these are these they I, I've heard they give money to charity um, I think that's just a, um, that's excuse that's that's craziness we need to go after them just as we would go after any other terrorists and, and sanction the countries that they're located in um, with a uh, with an aggressive response uh, that, that, that um, is in accordance with their actions. You know, but one of the things we've been talking a lot about on the show lately is really being active, right? No matter what your point of view is on whatever it is, but obviously the Bakken, very important to tax revenue here, jobs, our economy. And you mentioned earlier the Biden administration wants to see less oil. 
not more freedom around fossil fuel production. So for the person watching, what, what can we be doing to help support our economy here? I mean, the thing that I get so upset about when you talk about higher gas prices, that look, that's a inflationary tax on the poorest people on the planet, right? And it just doesn't compute for me. So we want to continue to have cheap energy, great economy. What can the person at home be doing to make an impact on that? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Chris. I mean, that's it. and you've seen uh, energy prices up. I saw nearly 80 percent or 80 cents per gallon since Biden took took office. I think that's exactly right. I think people have to um, they have to be active. Um, you know, you have some of the best uh, senators and representatives in the country uh, representing you in Washington right now. Uh, Congressman Armstrong, uh, Senator Craver, Senator Hoven. They, they really are doing a fantastic job representing um, our, our industry, representing your state. And, and I think the support of uh, what they're doing, letting them know um, what that, uh, that that we need to continue to support uh, the, the oil and gas industry, free markets. They're so, uh, they're, they're all of them are extremely free market uh, focused. So, uh, and, and so it goes from that to uh, your local councilman to um, your state representative or across the board, uh, free markets, what, what uh, agriculture, what energy does for your uh, state. It, it's part of it. It's the, you know, if there's ever a uh, if there's ever a state that um, that personifies what we as Americans can do, uh, we think North Dakota is it. I mean, you've got energy and agriculture that partner. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful state, and, and we have. To, this is an example of what our country should be, not uh, uh, not something to change. So, uh, and 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 that doesn't. Uh, when I say also, you, you've got wonderful congressmen. You've also got to get that message out to others um, that that are have been supportive and, and understand. You may not be their constituents, but they still need to hear your message. You kind of read my mind, and I know you're in governmental affairs, so if you want to plead the fifth, that was that plead the fifth of this, that's great. But I guess one of the questions is, should our community be more actively communicating maybe with our AG's office and saying, hey, you need to file this suit or do something to you know, fight back against the administration, or should should your organization and or I mean, the oil industry be created some kind of defense fund to help support legal action against this administration? What, what are your ideas there? Yeah, Chris, hundred uh, percent. I mean, we're we're going to have to uh, when we believe that actions are be ta- are, are taken that uh, aren't in accordance with the, the rules and regulations as they currently exist. Uh, we're absolutely going to take these uh, uh, these regulatory agencies to court, um, and uh, and absolutely. And I'll tell you, uh, the AG uh, Stingham has been very supportive of our industry, and and. Uh, uh, absolutely supporting him and, and urging him. Um, most of those actions I know he's already taken, but act, but it never hurts to, to hear from constituents when you make a decision and back up those decisions that you're making. It gives you uh, it gives you courage, additional courage. So uh, voices is. Uh, it's it's something that's definitely needed, and all of all of your viewers definitely need to. If they they feel something, they hear something, they definitely need to communicate with the legislators. Even if it's a decision they've already made, hey, that's a great deal. Um, that definitely makes a difference. You know what? Thank you for saying that. I think when you can even pat them on the back, they never get that, but it helps them feel like, okay, I'm doing the right thing here. Um, sir, I want to be respectful of your time. I, I hope we can have you back in maybe a more consistent fashion. But just give you the last word. Anything else you want to add or share? No, I, I, you know what, Chris, uh, I, I just want to um, th- thank your viewers for giving us a little time. Uh, thank you for, uh, thank North Dakota for hosting this great event. Uh, you know, uh, the industry is glad to be here. Uh, we're going to be here for a long time. And we just really, uh, um, really appreciate your, your legislature, you know, your governor, 
Um, the, the, whole, uh, the whole body has done a really good job this year and a really tough year. Thanks so much to Blue for joining us live there from the Williston Basin Petroleum Conference. I'm going to be there tomorrow having an interview with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. So please be sure and join us tomorrow night for that. And then stay with us when we come back. We're going to get to that Ag Roundtable and much, much more. As always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.